and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melniki, accompanied by my coworker Robert Kowalski. How are you doing today, Robert? Ali, I'm great. I missed you last week, and I missed all of you last week. Uh, glad to be back for uh, NFL Week 11 here in the middle of November. A uh, lot to catch up on, lots to uh, to dissect and break down, and hopefully uh, find a couple of trends that make sense for everyone from a betting perspective. Yeah, let's get right into it. And obviously the yeah. big game of the week, we got the Eagles and the Chiefs coming up. Obviously, this is a rematch from the Super Bowl last year. It was a hotly contested one. I know that there was some controversy at the end of the game with that pass interference call. But yeah. Robert, right now, what are we looking at for the odds? So we opened up this game uh, you know, back on Monday with Kansas City as the two and a half point favorite. Bounced up to three and haha, there it was. That was the ceiling. So two and a half is where we're at. Today with a total pretty low, 45, Ali, for a Kansas City matchup. So I know the Eagles only have one loss on the year, but I think that their record is a little misleading. They aren't the same team both offensively and defensively this year. I think now, Robert, this week, they get exposed. The Chiefs, however, I believe are vastly improved even from their Super Bowl winning season last year on the defensive end. I think this Kansas City defense is going to stump Jalen Hurts in the offense. A lot of people I've talked to asked why that total is so low. I don't think it's that low. I actually think it does go under because I think the Chiefs defense is that good. I think that they are going to limit Jalen Hurts through the year, through the air. Chris Jones, that front seven, they're going to apply a lot of pressure. I love Kansas City this week. I think that they win this game and cover the spread. I'm all about the Chiefs. How about you? That's so funny. I was talking with a colleague of mine exactly that way. And uh, and we're, we're all sort of on that same train track where we're, we're looking at Philadelphia as an eight and one team here. Uh, and no one wants to back Philadelphia, not even at two and a half. So I, I see your perspective here. And obviously, uh, Philly's injury report is a, a little bit more robust than Kansas. As a matter of fact, Kansas City is very healthy. Uh, all things considered. But yeah, you know, obviously, Nicobe Dean's going to be out uh, at linebacker. And then, you know, some of the more fresher things. Uh, Bradley Roby's going to be questionable on Monday. Dallas Goddard's going to be questionable. Boston Scott's going to be questionable. So more injuries on Philadelphia's perspective than on Kansas City's. I'm so glad that you talked about this total. And we were talking about trends and possible moves from a betting perspective, Ali. And, you know, I think we finally found it now that we're 10 weeks in. Unders in NFL games during prime time. So Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football. Well, this is a Monday night football game, Allie. Yep. Unders on the season are 25 and 7. 78% cover to the under. I think by default alone, that's probably why it got pushed down from 47 down to 45 and a half. Actually, some 46 is still. Uh, but uh, if you're looking for that angle, uh, which just seems to be insane, but at 78 percent, this is as incredible uh, a, a trend as we have in the NFL all year long. It's the under in this game. And both teams are coming off a bye, so both should be well rested. And we know how good Andy Reid is off the bye. Robert, I don't think we've even seen this Chiefs team in their prime yet. I think that they're the best team in the AFC. I, I think the Bengals are knocking at their door. I would consider the Bengals number two to them. But this Chiefs team, Robert, besides Travis Kelsey, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is throwing to nobody. Sky Moore hasn't evolved into the player we thought he would. 
Kadarius Tony has been an inconsistent nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. They have a great running game. Isaiah Pacheco is great. You can't argue with that. But Pat Mahomes still seems to get it done. I know there's been some complaints as interception rate is up this year, but they still find a way to win games. And I look at the Eagles defense and they are good. They have lost some key contributors from last year, though they did get rookies like Jalen Carter that have filled the void. But I still think that this Eagles secondary at least can be exposed. I think Pat Mahomes is going to have a big game. Travis Kelsey is going to have a big game. I actually think that that this is a comfortable win for the Chiefs. Am I crazy to say that? No, 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 not at all. And look, you just just follow their path, right? I mean, obviously, again, Philly eight and one uh, on their season. You know, uh, even against the spread, they've been doing very well. Five, two, and two. Uh, it's the the numbers that jump out for Kansas City very specifically uh, in this particular instance, home and away, right? So at home, Kansas City three and one straight up, three and one against the spread. They have scored by average. 27 let's just call it 28 points a game four at home and given up only 14 14 Kansas City who would have thought they are the far superior defensive team in this matchup Mm -hmm. not to mention their streak five of their last five games Kansas City's uh have gone under the total uh everything is screaming Kansas City uh in a in a comfortable win and cover here Ali no you're absolutely not I'm gonna back you here on our opener Wow, I was gonna say, well, off to a great start. <laughs> yes. Well, let's see, let's see what we do with this one. I wanted to highlight this one next because there's been a lot of talk since that Monday night game. The Bills and the Jets are facing each other this weekend. Obviously, the Bills fired their offensive coordinator. There's been some grunting, I guess you can say, with the the Diggs brothers. Stephon Diggs has made it pretty evident since last year he hasn't been happy with his role yeah. and the fact that they're the Bills have been losing. And now they go play a Jets team that can't score. So this might be just what the Bills need because they've been having problems on defense since they've injured pretty much all of their best players. What are we looking at for the spread for Jets and Bills, Robert? So we opened up Buffalo as a six and a half point favorite at the start of the week at Zen Sports. Moved up to seven, and that's where it's at. Uh, and here we are uh, during our uh, little podcast here. Buffalo is still a seven point favorite, and the total is 40. I, you know, what's funny, Robert, I said this last year that when the, the bills lost to the Bengals in that atrocious, uh, I forget if it was the division championship, it was one of the playoff games. I said the bills window for winning a super bowl was closed, at least with this core group with, with Allen Diggs, Gabe Davis. I just didn't think I just, there's something wrong with that chemistry and everything. I still think that the Bills have problems, and it's not just because of the offensive end, but it's the defensive end, too, because they have all those injuries. I just don't trust this Bills team, Robert. It it, it doesn't seem like jo- – it seems like Josh Allen is regressing. It seems just like the defense can't find any holes. I know the Jets have trouble scoring, but they still have a defense to rely on. So you look at a guy like Josh Allen who's turnover prove. I'm going to go with the, the Jets to cover here. How about you? So if there's ever, ever, ever a game that Buffalo bounces back, it's going to be here. Now, let me not go out and tell everyone that's listening in that I'm backing Buffalo minus the seven here just yet. So I'm saying, well, why, why, why do, how did we have Josh Allen go from, you know, a perennial MVP candidate to the, the quarterback that's leading the NFL in interceptions, it yep. doesn't make any sense. So was it, you know, Brian Dayball? Was it, that's you know, something point. else on the interior? Well, 
I mean, this past week, the Bills fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. Yep. Uh, so maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was him that was mismanaging uh, Josh Allen. I, I would think that that is the more logical move they would have to because it ain't going to be Sean McDermott. He's not going to go ahead and let himself go. Um, so maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was just not having a, a better idea of how they should manage Josh Allen. Um, it's, he didn't seem to be playing any differently this year than in the previous, you know, uh, you know seasons in his career. So eh, Joe Brady, interim replacement, maybe he's going to make the difference here. Ali, here's what we do know. This matchup is really, really uh, against Buffalo to cover here. They've lost, obviously, their last two, right. but they've lost their last six against the spread. Uh, not to mention, you know, if we again look at the totals, um, the, the Jets last four have all they're They're on a streak of four games in a row under the total. Buffalo's riding their own streak three games in a row under the total. Uh, you could probably see my angle here, even with a total as low as 40. <laughs> Because I think, honestly, the first team to score 20 points in this game here in upstate New York wins this game. If the Jets want to win this game, they need to take the ball out of Zach Wilson's hands and rely on Brees Hall in the running game. That's just how it is. And fortunately, we just we just saw on, when was it, Monday night, how Javante Williams had a very good game against, yes. against the Bills. It, they need to limit how much Zach Wilson throws. And I've actually been a little perplexed because I've watched the last few Jet games, not this past weekend with the Raiders. I was already just recovering from that New York Giants, I, I don't even, massacre. <laughs> so I was over watching football at night for the Sunday game. But um, yeah, when, when I when I look at this team, I'm like, why aren't they giving it to Brees Hall more? He is an explosive running back and get yeah. Dalvin Cook involved more. The best way to get a running back into the offense is just giving him the ball more. And they're limiting Dalvin Cook to only a handful of reps per game. I think that they really need If the Jets want to turn their season around, they really need to rely on the run game. Zach Wilson's obviously going to be the starter all year. I don't think they bench him for Tim Boyle, who's their backup right now. But if the Jets can, can rely on the run game, if they can elongate the game, keep long drives i think at least they keep this close and i do think it goes under but i think they cover the spread any other thoughts about that one robert uh, well here we go that's now two for two i'm gonna back you here again i do love catching seven uh probably not as much as going under the total if that game does sneak to below 40 maybe uh uh take a pass but if if it is still 40 when you're uh listening in and watching this uh, I would play under the total in the Buffalo New York game here myself plus seven. So I'm going to go with you again, Ali. Two for two. Let's let's keep it going. Titans <laughs> and Jaguars. We'll talk about the Tennessee home team on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars. What do we got here? Same thing. It's weird. Uh, Jacksonville as the home favorite. I opened them again, six and a half, thinking that maybe if. I was going to open up seven. It was going to be uh, an immediate bite back, especially for our hometown here in Tennessee. Uh, but it was what it was. So we opened it at six and a half. Now Jacksonville seven and the total 40. Wow. It's just like the Buffalo New York game. I have not been a believer in the Jaguars since the beginning of the year. And they better watch out because that Texans team with CJ Shroud after just being the Bengals looks like a team to be reckoned with. We'll get to that one later, Robert. But <laughs> I'm just not sold still on Jacksonville. I know a lot of people thought that was a sneaky pick last week to pick, to pick the Jaguars over the 49ers. I said the 49ers were going to blow them out. What happened? They blew them out. 
I think this game is going to be a tough one for the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a division rivalry game. Will Levis hasn't looked bad. I know he had a bad game last week against the the Bucks, but that was following two really good outings yeah. in his first two starts. I think he has a pretty solid game here. I think that they're going to rely on Derrick Henry a little more than they have been, take some of the pressure off the rookie. The Jaguars, I just I just can't trust them. It, they, they have the makeup, Robert. They have Etienne. Trevor Lawrence just can sometimes be inconsistent, in my opinion. This is a tough one for me to pick, but I'm going to go with the, the Titans to cover here. How about you? I I wanted to back the Titans, but their injury report that came out on the 12th was uh, concerning, to say the least. Obviously, you know, Traylon Burks, hoping that he's uh, going to be clearing concussion pro- protocol because he got hit really, really hard in his last game. But, you know, Brunskill, uh, Murphy Bunting, uh, obviously, you know, uh, Chance Campbell's looking like he's not going to be able to play. This is starting to really carve out a pretty big hole, um, you know, not only defensively, but from the offensive side of the ball as well. Right. So I, I guess it's part of a bigger conversation when we'll just take a look at the uh, our, our season wrap up episode is, you know, is are we really starting to think about maybe moving on from having a different running back or maybe a different offense altogether? Or are we just still, you know, trying to figure out if, if three and six is the, you know, pretty much par for the course as we, you know, attempt to figure out if, if Will Levis is going to be the quarterback for the next 10 years for Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, well, we know the Ryan Tannehill era is done. That that is, that that, is correct. That's not coming back, but I really have been impressed with Will Levis. I know he had a bad game last week, but his composure in the pocket and, Let's not forget, Robert, that guy had to suffer such embarrassment on draft day when he sat there the first round, when he just sat there and sat there and everyone got chosen except him. And then he had to find out the next day he finally had been drafted. But I give this guy a chip on the shoulder. I think he comes through and has a good game. What do you see about Will Levis? What have you been what what would you say has impressed you or not impressed you? Yeah, I I think the first game out, you know, was one where he's going to just surprise everyone and. No one really had any idea of what he was going to be capable of. However, when I looked at that game, his debut, a little closer, a lot of the throws that he was making were, well, let's just say it was underthrown, rushed. Uh, you know, so the touchdowns that did occur, you know, from his passes were more of a a result of how great the you know the wideouts were and the tight ends were, you know, that he was throwing to. I gotta think, Ali, we're going to find a really significant uphill battle here for Tennessee. Uh, it's it's just the trend that we're following, right? And if you look a little bit deeper, I mean, you know, they're they're all in five. The last five games they've lost, uh, you know, is you know straight up against the spread. They're one and four. Uh, the the thing that's the most concerning, of of course, is they they still can't. They're not even averaging two touchdowns a game. They're only averaging eleven points per game in their last five. That definitely needs to change, and I, I really don't know if that's going to fix itself here in Jacksonville. Not that Jacksonville is, you know, all all defense all over the place as well. I mean, they're they're still capable of 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 giving up a pretty good lead. So the seven is the number that I'm really taking a look at pretty closely. I would probably lean towards catching seven here with Tennessee in Jacksonville. And uh, just hope that we could get a backdoor cover here from a betting perspective. Wow. Three for three. 
All right, let's keep it going. Raiders and Dolphins. Dolphins had a bye as well last week. A lot of people have been scratching their heads about how they've been playing lately. Raiders 2-0 since they fired Josh McDaniel. Yeah. Robert, what are we looking at here? This one was strange. I really didn't think that it would end up where we're at here during our episode. Uh, So I opened up Miami 10. And, uh, yep, bad number by the bookie. Uh, That one... Pretty much an hour and a half after I put it up, we moved up to 11. Um, by lunchtime, we were at 12. That's when I knew I was I was already not looking at a good number. So I'm like, all right, maybe it's 14. And I'm like, all right, well, that's that's probably definitely the ceiling. Uh, so as we're as we're chatting right now, Ali, we're at 13, and the total is 46 and a half. I don't even think that's high enough. I think this is a blowout. You're looking at it. <laughs> oh no, you're looking at a Miami team that has sat for two weeks at listening how are they pretenders they can't beat you yeah. know a, a big team like the chiefs or the bills this is a blowout right here the raiders they have a nice two-game win streak but let's be honest robert they beat tommy devito with the giants and they beat <laughs> a really bad zach wilson uh, who can't score against him uh, now going against a miami fire power offense yeah yeah i think that i think this game gets ugly by halftime i don't have much more to say to it except i think miami wins i don't think it's a 70 to 20 showing that we saw earlier in the year yes yes but i i i would happily lay two touchdowns in this one how about you uh all right just you know i hate laying double digit points. just i I know i know so all right just just for the show let me go ahead and play a little advocate here for the devil out in the desert. Uh, let's see. How can I do this? Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, it's a lot of points, right? So so I love points. So let's let's start off with that. The Raiders have won their last two, and they've covered the last two. So that's a plus. Uh, what else could I see? Uh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> well, they're one in four straight up. Uh, let's see. Oh, man. This is going to be tough. Well, look. It's definitely different. Obviously, what they've accounted for, this is, uh, you know, with with old regime and new regime numbers mixed in. I want to say that the karma keeps going in Vegas's favor. Obviously, I'm not going to choose them to win here. But just for today's show only, uh, I think that they'll be able to get a little bit of traction, not a lot, a little bit of traction and ball control with their running game, especially Josh Jacobs. Uh, and if he gets the ball 20 times, which I th- is possible, whether it's through a pass or through a rush, um, I think that they can stay inside of those two touchdowns. So give me the 13 and a half. All right. Well, we had to disagree at some point, right? <laughs> All right. Seahawks Rams. I'm actually very excited about this one, not just because I live in Los Angeles, but this has always been a very good rivalry. What do we got here, Robert? This one really danced, obviously, because we need to find out who's going to quarterback for the Rams. So opening up Seattle three uh, was with uh, news that obviously we weren't going to get a full slate of offense out of L.A., but that changed pretty quickly, Uh, got bet down to pick uh, and then eventually to L.A. minus one for a hot minute. But here we are. 
Uh, as we close on to game time, Seattle is the one point favorite, 46 and a half. I love the Rams right here. I think the Rams are an underrated team. I think when they have Stafford in, they're a much better team than people think that they are. I don't. I think see, the Seattle Seahawks are a big pretender. I really have not been impressed with them in their wins all year. We saw what just happened two weeks ago when they got blown out by the Ravens. I think that's ind- indicative of who they really are as a team. They barely hung on last week against the atrocious commanders. I think the Rams win this one outright, Robert. I think that they win comfortably. Geno Smith isn't the the comeback player of the year that he was last year. He's really been helped by a defense and his, his, some of some of his big receivers. I'm all over the Rams here. How about you? Ouch, man, that one came hard. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see why Seattle could come out with a win. L.A. still without Kieran Williams. Obviously, right. he's going to be on the IL. Ronnie Rivers joined him the same week. So they do have a factor of a running attack. But that's not what L.A.'s known for this year. It's for their incredible dynamic duo of Pukunakua and now yeah. Cooper Cup is back, and so that's an uh, as good a a one-two combo as you could probably find in the NFL. Stafford's back. Obviously, the the key there is his thumb. Um, he's still probable as of the time that we're you know recording this, but I still think that he's going to end up playing. At least that's what the line moves have been telling me. Tyler Lockett, on the other hand, at Seattle. He left the last game. He's questionable, but I've got a good feeling that he is going to play. Uh, and so with the pieces that were put together, obviously Seattle, yeah, definitely let uh, things get a little out of hand despite picking up the win in Washington. Haven't really been as effective uh, on the road as they are at home. Right. That being said, I think that the winner of this game is the one that gets to 24 points. All right. I think Seattle gets their first alley. So oh. I'm going to head and pick the Seattle Seahawks in this matchup of the division. Uh, give me Seattle here, laying one. We were doing so well, Robert. <laughs> yes. so, well, you, I think you know who I like in this next one. Cardinals, <laughs> Texans. What's the spread here? <laughs> no. All right, all right, all right. If I fly, let's go. This is going to just be our, uh, our running theme for every episode. Uh, we opened up Houston high because maybe I was thinking of you. Five and a half is what I opened. And it, got, it did get bet down to four. Uh, before settling into where we're at right now. Houston Texans, five-point favorite, hosting the Cardinals from Arizona in the total 49. I don't think there's any doubt C.J. Stroud's going to win rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. There's no question about it. The kid is every the kid is more than I even thought he could be, and I was yeah. so high on C.J. Stroud when the Texans drafted him. That's one of the reasons, Robert, if you remember why I said I like the Texans to yeah. have a better record than the Colts. And who knows? They, they're in contention to win that division. <laughs> the Cardinals, yeah, they got Kyler Murray back. I still don't think they're a good team. They did beat Atlanta last week. But, Robert, after you tried to convince me that Atlanta was the best team in that division. <laughs> you know, and then I, I, I briefly, for about a week or two, kind of sided with you. And I'm right back to saying, no, they're a piece of trash and everything. So I'm not on the Cardinals. I think they struggle in this game against the Texans defense. Kyler Murray still, I don't think is a hundred percent. I love the Texans right here to cover. How about you, Robert? Well, do you, <laughs> you think I'm actually Patrick. going to side with you here? I can't look catching five is, is definitely an odd number. Uh, bookmaking, you know, for me, four and a half, five, five and a half, kind of the same number. It's kind of a little bit more than a, 
field goal, a little less than a touchdown. The things that I wanted to look at here was uh, Houston's going to have a, 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 several different targets that they're going to have to face with. Um, Damian Pierce, not sure if he's going to play. Tank Dell, very unlikely that he's going to play for Houston. Uh, however, Nico Collins looks like he will play, uh, which makes up the difference right there. Look, Arizona, they've won two times this year, and it's clearly nothing like what their representative from last week. Uh, Kyler Murray, now the quarterback, I would say safely that he's not at a hundred percent. That's that's impossible right. to say. He's it's going to take him maybe the rest of this year before we see him get his mobility back. However, he did show some bursts of his old self, and that's what makes me think that just maybe they'll do far far better than the ten points a game average that they've done on the road this year than what they've uh, showed up here against. So. You're going to need to bring real serious fireworks if you plan on winning with Houston. Looks like that's going to be the case with everyone here. Uh, with a total of 50, I think Arizona is going to fall slightly short. Uh, I see them picking up anywhere between 21 and 24 points, but I don't see Houston scoring 30 in this game. I think that Arizona is going to be able to hold their own uh, and cover the spread here. So I'm going to take the plus five here. Uh, a shocker to nobody. Right. I go against Houston. Here. Well, you got it. You got it. I All mean, of you listeners listening in, knowing that, uh, yeah, we uh, we still have that friendly little wager between us, deciding whether or not Houston will have a better record at the end of the year than the Indianapolis Colts. One reason, too, Robert, why I like the Texans, not just because we have the bet, but DeMarco Ryan played against Kyler Murray for all those years that he was a defensive coordinator with the 49ers. If there's anyone know that knows how to run a defense against Kyler Murray, it's DeMarco Ryan. So I think that they have an edge here too about that. What about you? That's right. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. That's a very good point. Defensively, they clearly know the scheme that's going to be coming at it. And actually I wouldn't be surprised if by the time we get to game time that the total drops even more uh, defensively perspective. That's actually the the way that I would think would end up going this way as well, Allie. All right. Well, those are all the big games we wanted to highlight. Now, Robert, you ready for a rapid fire round in the next right, five minutes? Let's go. Got the caffeine in me. Let's do it. All right. Bucks 49ers. What do we got? <laughs> Tampa Bay on the road in San Francisco, 12 San Francisco, the favorite in the total 42. Yeah. Uh, this is another one. I hate laying double digit points. I don't think that I think that that it's fine for me to lay right here. The 49ers are in a completely different world than the Bucs. The Bucs may have had a good win last week against the Titans. Titans are nowhere near the level that the 49ers are. They're all healthy again. We saw what they just did with the Jaguars. So I'm all about the 49ers. How about you, Robert? I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take double digit points here. Tampa, despite them being uh, it's kind of a 500 team, four and five, uh, they still are averaging more points than they're giving up on the road. Uh, that coupled with the fact that I could get double-digit points, let me grab those. I'll take Tampa. All right, Vikings, Broncos. Vikings have been a good story since getting Josh Dobbs. What do we got here? Yeah, no doubt. And obviously now we're going to take a look and see if maybe, just maybe, we're going to see Jefferson back again. Uh, I don't think we're going to actually see him so. this coming week. But Denver, two and a half in the total, 42. Look at Denver. You're a favorite. Yeah, I, I'm just not on the Josh Job, Dobbs train. I know everyone has been. He's had some good wins the past two weeks. I, th I I'm not a big fan of the Broncos either, but playing in mile high is a lot harder than what Josh Dobbs has done in recent weeks. I think the Broncos have gotten better on defense ever since they got a lot of key guys back from injury. 
We saw how they limited the Bills this this past Monday night. We saw a few weeks ago how they limited the Chiefs, even though I know that with the Chiefs that Pat Mahomes wasn't feeling 100%. I think that this feel-good story comes in end this week. I think it's a very low-scoring game, but I think Denver does enough to win. Denver's defense does enough to win this game for them. How about you, Robert? Crazy, crazy. I know. Minnesota, you've won five in a row. Uh, but no, that's really not the angle I'm looking at either here. Allie, run, don't walk to your app and bet under the total here of 42. I think this game definitely stays under the total here Sunday night. Oh, this one's going to really upset me. Giants and Commanders, Robert. What do we got? <laughs> Washington Commanders, nine-point favorite, and the total is 37. I don't I don't care how bad our team is right now. You ca- you can't tell me to lay 9 points with the Washington Commanders. You just can't. Listen, for all the criticism that Tommy DeVito has gotten, you look at that the, the team he had to play last week with the Dallas Cowboys and that defense, give the kid a little credit. That that was a tough that was a tough defense to come in and play against. He had the Jets defense 2 weeks ago when he came in, I believe it was in the second the second quarter. I think this kid's a little more comfortable. The Giants defense, even though they allowed 42 points against the Cowboys, they still have been improved in recent weeks. I think they do. I think it's a very, very, very low scoring game, something in the teens, but I think the Giants at least do enough to stay within nine points. I hope. I don't want to see another. (laughs) How about you, Robert? It's been just a very, very dismal year for New York and, you know, giving up uh, 30 points to their opponents when they're on the road is not going to help matters here at all. I still think that the total may, in this case, I think that this was an over-adjustment. You're right. The score is probably going to be somewhere in the teens for both of them. However, they still have a semblance of a running game. Both of them do. Clearly, right. Washington's offense is is what they are. But New York still definitely has a semblance of an offense. You know, handing off is handing off. Uh, and, and Barkley still has, you know, peak form right now. So I actually think that to go over the total here makes sense. And yeah, yeah. catching nine, that's an awful lot of points. So uh, I, let's do an uncorrelated parlay. Uh, I'd like to catch points and also see the game go uh, somewhere near 40. All right. Browns and Steelers, Robert. We heard the news this week to Sean Watson out for the year. What do we got? Yeah, shocker. Even shocker to him. He didn't think he was going to go on the IR with a season coming to an end for him for Cleveland. But uh, it it's, it's exactly what it's going to be. And we're going to see... Uh, uh, Dorian Robinson from UCLA making his second start. That game moved very significantly. Cleveland was obviously uh, about a three and a half, four point favorite with Deshaun Watson. Without the game is pick the total alley 33. Is this Iowa football? Oof. I mean, I saw Dorian Thompson Robinson in his first yes. year. There's no way Cleveland's getting in the double digits. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I have not much more to say. Give me the under a thousand percent and give me the Steelers to cover. How about you? Yeah, very good point there. I definitely like the Steelers. Look at you, Steelers. Six and three on the season. We're talking about maybe not seeing Kenny Pickett ever again, but at six and three, they've really put it together. I think they definitely get the win. That's my lane. That's my lean right there for this game. All right. Bears Lions, Robert. What do we got? The Chicago Bears go into Detroit and they are catching seven and a half. So Detroit, seven and a half point favorites. The total is 48. We have a status update on Justin Fields. Yes, he is probable. With that being said, all points indicate to him starting this game here in Detroit. I still love the Lions, even if he's starting. The Lions, they can just score at will. The Bears are still going to struggle to score. I'm all about the Lions. How about you? 
Yeah, for for lack of a better way, we actually had Detroit open significantly higher. Uh, Chicago bet that number all the way down to where we're currently at at seven and a half, but going to be tough to see them stick around and hang close uh, with that total. I really, really think that it's that's the one that I'm wondering about the most. Uh, I don't think that Chicago can break through and get to the 20 points required for this game to go over the total. For me, I'm going to go under 48, Alley. All right, Chargers, Packers, Robert, what do we got? The Chargers on the road in Green Bay, a three-point favorite. That's what we opened at. That's where we're going to close at with a total of 44. I think this Charger team, even though they won the last game, I think they're they're an overrated unit. I mean, the record obviously speaks for itself. Packers, really, Jordan Love is not the answer, but I think on the ground with the running game, they do enough to stay within a field goal. How about you, Robert? Yeah, snake bit, snake bit. Yeah, Green Bay had so many opportunities to win the game against Pittsburgh last week, but just didn't get there. Uh, Wondering if, you know, three and six, if this is just kind of the way the season's going to keep going. Uh, As long as we see Keenan Allen suit up and just watch that because he did leave with a shoulder injury in his last game. Um, I, I think that if we do see Keenan Allen and they put it all together, uh, they'll probably manage to keep themselves offensively charged. Haha, <laughs> play on words. I like this game to go sailing over the total of 44. That one's way too low. Last one, Robert Cowboys and Panthers. What do we got? Well, the Dallas Cowboys double digit favorites. No surprise. Carolina one and eight on the season. Dallas is now 10 and a half points better. The total 42. I think the Cowboys come out a little flat in this one after their feel-good domination of the Giants. Panthers aren't any good, but the Dallas Cowboys might be looking ahead to Thanksgiving. So I think the Panthers somehow get a backdoor cover. How about you, Robert? I think that this game is the one that Carolina gets shut out. No points. No good. Do not pass go. Go straight to jail. (laughs) Dallas Cowboys by double digits. All right. (laughs) Well, that's our show, everyone. I want to thank you all for joining. Hopefully your picks do you well. Hopefully Robert and I gave you some good advice and enjoy football Sunday. Take care.